Welcome to the RYM Student Podcast, helping you fit God's truth into your life. Reflecting on biblical truth is vital for the life of the believer. We hope this podcast will encourage you in your walk with Jesus. The following was recorded at one of Reformed Youth Ministries conferences. The audio might not be clear, but the message is. We hope you enjoy it. But look at the man's response. I think it's interesting what the man doesn't say and what the man does say. First, what the man doesn't say. Now notice, remember, this man is a, is a paraplegic. His limbs don't work. So he's laying there, right? And Jesus comes up to him and says, do you want to be healed? Now, could you imagine a man saying, no, I'm good, Jesus. I just got this little cramp in my leg, you know. I think I'm going to be all right. I'm going to try and shake it off, you know. No, no, there was no, there was no pretending he wasn't broken. That's an invitation. Don't pretend you're not broken. Listen, listen, watch. Look at what happens with this encounter. That's, that's not, that's how he doesn't respond. But look at how he does respond. He says, sir, I have no one. Stop there. Sir, I have no one. Loneliness. Now listen, there are two possible reasons for why the man doesn't have anyone to get him in the pool. The first reason that's possible is because the man's family died. Everyone in his family died and no one was there to take care of him. And so he was all by himself. That's the first possibility. It's less likely. The second possibility, which is more likely, is that everyone in his family, everyone in his life gave up on him. They said, he's hopeless. I'm tired of your infirmity imposing on my life. I'm tired of carrying you to Bethesda only to see you coming back and having to carry you back. There's no hope for you. There's no future for you. Maybe you feel like people have given up on you in your life. That's the way this man felt. But notice what he's doing. It's very subtle. He says, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool. Hint, hint. But if you want to help a brother out, Jesus, you can go ahead and drop me in the pool. Now, look at this. The man tells Jesus what the remedy ought to be. The man says, in other words, let me put it this way. The man says, Jesus, I got the plan. Now, you need to get on board with my plan, Jesus. Does that sound familiar? All right, y'all ain't going to tell the truth in here tonight. All right, I see how it is. This is what we do all the time. Jesus, if you would just get on board with my plan, life would be amazing. Do you know, Jesus, if you would just make me the captain of the football team, you and I'd be all right. You know, Jesus, if if you would just help me to get into the college I want to get into, Jesus, I would love you so much. Jesus, if you would just get on board with my plan. All of us want to serve God, but more often than not, we want to serve God in an advisory capacity. You know what I'm saying? We want to tell God the way it ought to be. Jesus, I just need you to get on board with my plan. He tells Jesus who he wants Jesus to be for him. He wants Jesus to be his pool boy. But Jesus isn't interested in being who he wants him to be. Jesus is interested in being who he needs him to be. Who you want Jesus to be and who you need Jesus to be are often worlds apart. We want Jesus to be like our heavenly vending machine. We put in the prayers and out come the blessings and all perfect. But that's not who Jesus is. Jesus is who we need him to be. A wise 
caregiver of his people. Who we want God to be, it's someone who will endorse all of our existing ideas, who will let us get away with anything and not have to, not have to care about anybody but ourselves. But who we need Jesus to be is someone who is invasive and gets in our lives and loves us back to our senses. The man wants Jesus to be so much less than who he needs Jesus to be. And what we see happening is Jesus says essentially to the man, no, 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 no. I'm not going to be a part of your plan. You're a little small plan that's only concerned with your life and your issues and your brokenness. No, 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 no. I'm going to enfold you into my grand plans that's going to be good for the entire world. Because it is the healing of this man that leads Jesus into conflict with the religious leaders, which will ultimately take him to the cross. This man gets folded up into the plan of Jesus. And what, what Jesus is trying to show the man is that he's out to give this man so much more than he was actually looking for. It reminds me of this time where I was sitting in the living room and I had something that I needed from my bedroom upstairs. And I said to my daughter, Tiana, I said, hey, babe, I'll give you a nickel if you go upstairs and get that item for me. And she goes, okay, daddy. You know, this is a few years ago where she was compliant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that, so she goes up and she gets it for me. I'm not above a fatherly bribe, all right? She comes back down. I reach in my pocket. I realize I only had a, a $5 bill in my pocket. I didn't have a nickel. So I pull out the $5 bill and I put it in her hand. She holds her hand out like this and she bursts into tears and she goes, Daddy, but I wanted a nickel. I said, girl, do you know how many nickels are in that $5 bill? Now listen, oftentimes we're saying, God, I want my nickel. And God's saying, do you know how much good is in what I'm doing in your life right now? I'm always giving and doing more than you could ask or think. Even though you can't see it, I am working. I'm doing everything at once and all things well. I'm doing so much more than you could ask or think in your life. You simply need to trust that I have your best intentions in mind. He's doing far more for the man and for the world than can be appreciated by the man at the time. This man doesn't realize that he doesn't need somebody to get him into the pool. He needs somebody to replace the pool. He needs somebody to render the pool obsolete. And that is what he's about to have in Jesus this is, the, this is the powerful thing about this, this passage. The man is plagued by defeat. His physical circumstances have produced emotional and psychological uh, defeat in his life. He, he's, he's wounded in more ways than you can count. And Jesus cares for the man, body and soul. He issues three commands. Rise, take up your mat, and roll out. Okay? That's by Russ Whitfield International Translation, all right? He, te- he, just issued- he tells the man to get up. He doesn't need someone to get him in the pool. Jesus replaces the pool. You don't need to win all the achievements. Jesus is your achievement. You don't need to become popular in order to be loved. God has proven his love to you in Jesus. He loves you for nothing. You don't need to be amazing in order to be accepted. You're accepted freely by grace in Jesus. 
all of the things you're looking to to try and gain healing for the very uh, intense sicknesses that you feel in your soul, they're available freely in Jesus, in Jesus alone. For more information on RYM Student Conferences, visit rym.org forward slash conferences.